Today's Our Voices Matter guest is doing a, a return appearance of sorts. Um, we interviewed him almost a year or so ago. Uh, his name is Jerry Lasco. He is the co-owner, along with his wife, Laura, of Lasco Enterprises Restaurant Group uh, here, based here in Houston, um, operating in multiple states. And, um, and really, of course, like all of us, dealing with the COVID-19 crisis. So I asked Jerry to come back and share his thoughts with us today about how he's doing, how his workers are doing, and what he is doing as a restaurant owner, a small business owner, um, adjusting to this crisis that we're all dealing with. So Jerry, I'm so excited to see you again. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview today, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Linda. It's great to be back on with you, and you're looking great. So excited. <laughs> I did to see thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You too. Um, everybody's well in your household. That's the first thing, right? That is correct. And I Good. trust yours as well. Yes, absolutely. And how about your, your, your employees and your workers? Is everyone healthy that you're aware of? Yes, absolutely. To our knowledge, everybody's uh, healthy and safe and sound. We have uh, weekly calls with our entire team, even those that have been furloughed at this time. And it's great. Their morale is good. Uh, Laura has been leading the charge with figuring out how to navigate, you know, all of the uh, COVID plans and the unemployment protection and insurance. So she's been assisting. I think every single one of our employees has applied for and uh, it is in the queue for all of this. And she's been great at reaching out. And I think she found one last week that hadn't. She reached out personally and spoke with her and, and got her all uh, hooked up. So everybody's doing well. Thanks for asking. Good. Um, and just so everyone knows, your signature uh, restaurants are The Tasting Room and Max's Wine Dive are the ones that most people know about. Um, and uh, Jerry, take, take me back to the day when the shutdown happened, when you got word that the restaurants were going to have to close. What was that moment like for you and Laura? Yeah, it was pretty scary. I'd say we were in uh, the limbic <laughs> stage. In other words, uh, fight or flight adrenaline was running pretty strong. So we were in our office and we were beginning to plan for this because we, we saw the momentum going in that direction. But I think this put everybody in an adrenaline hyper overdrive and there was a lot of fear. Everybody was worried about what, what was going to happen to them personally and their families. And, you know, of course with the business, you worry about that. I think overall, when you have several hundred employees, you start to think about, okay, what's the, what's the, what's the short-term play? What's the medium? Uh, play and what's the long-term play. How do you keep the business alive so that there is a job for everybody to come back to? So what steps did you take? Did you ha Have you had to lay people off and what were the steps that you decided to take um, in order to save your business in the short and the long term? Yeah, we did. We, we decided first off to stay open as, as long as we possibly could and in any way that we possibly could. And we reached out to all of our managers and our hourly and, and, you know, 
told him very truthfully what the situation was, that there was a mandatory um, closure of all restaurants uh, except for curbside service or takeout and delivery. So we talked to them about our plan and we said that the plan was going to be uh, dynamic and that we, did, we didn't know all of the answers, but we would be figuring it out the day to day. We wanted to communicate well with them. So we kept uh, a skeleton crew of both uh, uh, full-time managers and hourly staff but we asked them, do you want to stay open first off or do you feel more comfortable, you know, staying at home and what are your thoughts? And every single individual wanted to go for it to, to, the, to the best of their ability. So everyone wanted to work, which is a, a beautiful feeling when, you, when you've got a team and you've worked so closely together for 17 years now to hear people say, we're in, we've got your back, let, let, let's do the best we possibly can in this situation. So we kept everything open um, and we started putting our energies into how we could serve the community, you know, how, how, we could, how we could sell wine, how we could sell food. And pretty quickly on, we also thought about, well, what about all those people that are out of work and how can we serve them as well? So we've got a lot of things going on and it's keeping people busy, it's keeping them engaged, it's keeping them feeling good about what they're doing, and that's helped with the morale and esprit de corps. You talked about how you could serve the community. Um, share with our audience what, what you're doing. I know you, you have um, put in place um, opportunity for out of work, um, service workers, restaurant workers to get a meal, um, explain what you're doing and then how you expanded that to first responders and, and just how you're not only doing what you can to keep yourself um, going and your, your workers going, but how you're reaching out to the broader community. Yeah, thanks for asking. This is something that we're very passionate about. So we realized that a lot of the the people that were going to be affected were, you know, not necessarily, well, they're the foundation of the industry. It's everything from bussers to dishwashers to back of house cooks and your frontline, your servers. If you're not open to the public, you, you just can't keep those individuals on payroll because there's very little money coming in about 5% of our typical daily uh, revenues, you know, it, it went from, you know, a hundred to zero in a second. Uh, so we realized that with, with the lag in the government support, the, the CARES plan that was created, that these individuals would go days, if not weeks, possibly even months. We had no idea how long it was going to take before they got revenue coming into the house. And a lot of these individuals are hourly workers and some of them, you know, the reality is they're living paycheck to paycheck and they're supporting families and they're, they're doing the absolute best they can, but that is the, their situation in life. So we realized we want to keep as many people employed as we possibly can. We have food in our refrigerators. We have partners out there that want to help and support us. So what can we do? We, we've got kitchens. We've got refrigerators. We can start cooking. 
So we started doing that pretty much immediately. And that has been a huge, I think, morale boost for everybody in the company because uh, we put people back to work and they're cooking and they're serving and they're passing out food. So I don't think I answered the specifics of your question. So I'll get to that right now. So, yeah. Okay, so, well, where, what, what are you doing when and where so that they know how to, how to take advantage of what you're offering? You got it. So every Tuesday, and today is Tuesday, from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock at the Tasting Room at Uptown Park, we are cooking. Our chef, Beto Gutierrez, is cooking his fa famous homemade, super fresh lasagna and this great garden salad, putting it together in packs for families of four, and we're handing it out to any hospitality worker, and, and we don't ask a lot of questions. If you're in the hospitality industry, and it doesn't matter if you work for us or you work at a restaurant down the, the street, we've had people drive all the way in from Waller County to get this home-cooked meal. We wanna hand them out to as many people as we possibly can. So we've been doing that. This is our third week right now to do that. And the question kept coming about, well, people would show up and um, talk about uh, first responders. You know, how, how about the heroes, the, the EMTs, the nurses and the doctors, the cops, the, the firemen? How about all those folks that are putting their lives out there? Do we have extra capacity for them? The answer, we, we asked our team, hey, do we think we can do this? Do we have the manpower to do it? Do we, do we have the want and the desire? And the answer was a resounding yes. So now every Thursday at Max's Wine Dive on Washington Avenue, we serve first responders. And they have a natural shift break around 3 o'clock, so our hours there from 3 to 5. And from 3 to 5, we've got everybody that's been out there um, working, pulling in, and getting handed we're very safe about it. We've got masks on, we've got gloves on, very sanitized kitchens, but we hand out these meals and boy, it, it just feels great. And everybody involved really loves it. That's so wonderful. And, and I can attest to, to the cleanliness and the, the way that you guys are going about doing it. Cause I, I picked up my, my, my fried chicken dinner from Max's wine dog about a week or so ago. And it was great. Everybody was, was following the, the social distancing rules and, and everything. Um, it's got to make you feel good uh, to know that at least you're able to to help not only keep your employees going, but also to help the broader community. What what kind of um, what kind of response and feedback are you getting from those who are coming through and um, and partaking in these wonderful meals that you're providing for them? Yeah, well, we're getting all the good stuff. Very heartwarming response. A lot of thank yous, a lot of big smiles, a lot of, uh, you know, virtual high fives and fist bumps. So it feels really good. And we get, we get everybody that we can from the chef to the GM to our hourlies out there handing out the meals as well. Um, as far as the first responders go, we've got a good friend who's a police officer. He's a sergeant uh, for HPD. His name's Brian Clevins. I would call him BK. And he uh, has partners up and he's gotten the word out to all of his first responder network. And uh, he was passing out meals with us last week. I'm sure he'll be there again this week. And that's been a lot of fun meeting him or talking to him and meeting some of his friends as they come in.
I want to take a moment to welcome our sponsor, BMW of West Houston. Full disclosure, I'm a customer and have been for the last several years. Switched from another brand, which shall remain nameless, and I've never looked back. From the sedans to the SUVs, BMW of West Houston will put you in the ultimate driving machine of your dreams. The X5 and the X7, they're both on my wish list for when this podcast hits a million listeners. So please, share away, share away. A girl can dream. Check out this month's deals at bmwwest.com. So, you know, when I heard the news, of course, that all the restaurants and everything was having to shut down, um, I, I thought of you and Laura right away. And one of the reasons that I did think of you is because I thought, oh my God, they're, they're facing this again. You went through a major transition in 9-11. Um, for those who, I won't ask you to go into the full story. I'll just tell our, our, our audience here that Jerry and I talked about this at length in the previous podcast. So I urge you to go back and look at it. But the bottom line is he was a, a pilot um, on 9-11, and that day you lost your job and everything changed. Um, did it? Did you have flashbacks to that time? Um, what is it like for you to be facing another major life event, in, in, as a global event, um, from the perspective of a business owner and having to to look at how things are going to change yet again in your life. Yeah, I think from a philosophical or from a macro level, Linda, it's easier now. I think being older and, I don't know, maybe a little more in touch with philosophy and reality, you know, I've come to realize that there's a lot of things out there that we cannot control all we can really control is how we react to them. So as this keeps evolving, you know, our, our feeling is we're just going to keep reacting to the best of our ability. We're going to just keep doing the things that uh, we can do to help. We're going to try to be the best part of the community we could possibly be. We're going to try to be the best restaurant business we could possibly be, the best parents we can be. You know, we're just going to keep doing the best that we can and you know mother nature and obstacles will continue to come in life they they they, they come for everyone and i think the measure of uh, is how you react to them and what you do so i'm not not quite as freaked out about oh my god what am i going to do now as i was you know at a much younger age now I just realized that I'm going to do the same thing that, that I always do. It might be uh, shaped differently. It, it might uh, look and feel different, but it's just going to work each day and doing my best. Well, I, I, I know that you have such a wonderful philosophy, and, and it's, it's great to hear the positivity that, that you are sharing with our audience today. Um, I know that you are also someone who meditates on a daily basis. Are you still meditating? And if so, how is that helping you through this situation? 
Oh, yes, even more so. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think that's one of the things that uh, a good crisis will bring out some uh, extra uh, time in the meditation uh, yeah. phase. No, it, it helps a lot. I, I think it's great. I think it's grounding. Every, you know, uh, when I get a little bit freaked out or if I get a little uh, uncentered, um, that that's a, that's a tool and the tool belt to turn to. And it, it brings some ease of mind and equanimity into my life, which, you know, I've always wanted, I've always needed. I've, I've, I've been one of those individuals that has always had a lot of energy and a lot of emotion. So learning to find that balance through the highs and lows has been really helpful. And I'll bet that's, even more important um, because as you alluded to a moment ago, you're raising two, two boys, Jack and Max, <laughs> teenagers. Um, how are they responding to all of this? Yeah, they're doing great. Their resilience is, is really high. In fact, Laura and I uh, learn and take lessons from just about every day as we see how they, they react to these things. So I'll share a quick story. Jack's birthday is tomorrow, and from about four weeks ago, Jack's very social, and he's been planning a get-together on his birthday with all of his friends, and we were going to cook pizzas at our house and do all of this, and a, a few days ago, uh, we were talking to him at the dinner table, and we said, Jack, I, we, we just don't think it's going to be appropriate to invite people over to the house. You know, we could still have a party, but it's just going to be the four of us. And he looked at us and he said, I know, I, I knew that was coming and, and that'll be great. I said, well, you still want to do a pizza party, make our own pizzas? He said, absolutely. So they're doing well. That's good. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. I'm really happy to hear that. So um, again, Jerry, I think what, what you guys are doing for the community, reaching out, um, providing meals for families who really need the, the extra help is, is phenomenal. And I wish you and all of your employees the best. And I know that Lasco Enterprises is gonna come out of this stronger than ever. Um, and I know that uh, with, with um, just continued faith and in, um, in, in what you're doing and working together as a community that we'll all come out of this together. I, and I know you agree with me on that. Yeah, I absolutely do. And thank you, Linda. I know that nobody supports the, our community more than you and Lou do. So we really appreciate you as well. Well, thanks for, uh, for taking the time to uh, share with our audience what's going on and, and we'll be sure and, and post um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays to make sure that um, all of the hospitality workers and all of the first responders know where they can go get a fantastic hot meal, uh, courtesy of Lasco. So thank you so much. Love to you, Laura and the boys and all of your employees. And I look forward to the day when I can give you more than a virtual hug. Yeah, you got it. I look forward to that as well. And together we'll get through this, Linda. Take good care of yourself. You do the same. Thanks so much, Jerry. 
If you have a message or a story related to COVID-19 that you'd like to get out, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at contact at laurelmedia.com. That's contact at L-O-R-E-L-L-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. And we'd really appreciate it if you would download and subscribe to this podcast. You can do so at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thanks so much for giving our guest today permission to speak and for having the courage to listen with an open mind. We'll see you next time.